1: I am Adam Kirvas, and this is my novel, The Supermarket Murders. I'm looking at the woman. I have kept her in my gaze. I tried to to her, but I don't know a proper question I know indeed that this moment, this very moment, is very vital later on for probable confessions. But I decide not to pose a question, but but to help her to visualize the murder in order to further exacerbate her agony her mental torture which I assume because assumably she know she knew the victim Mr. Jenkins. I tell her he was shot in the face he bled all over the supermarket floor it was... A hideous sight, and she seems devastated by this revelation. She is close to tears, tries to gain her composure. She doesn't want to give in, doesn't want to show too often, too openly. She probably practiced for this very moment, she was probably told or brought here. Who knows? But she is struggling with herself. She sits down, unable to utter something. She stammers. She wants to say something, but she loses courage. Maybe she fears. Maybe she's afraid that her whiny tone would give something away. She still has to refrain herself. But then she brings out the weak meager. Did he suffer? This is... This may seem cruel, but this is mostly what People ask, who care for another person? Did he suffer? Did this person suffer in order to relieve themselves from any probable guilt? I am not a medic, I tell her. But everyone suffers who is been robbed of his life and leaves back loved ones, people he might have been together with and this up I have her where I want her she still tries to rein in her emotions I know that I have to leave her alone I know that I have to leave her alone in order to weep so that she later on might do the right thing. I tell her I have to leave. We have to investigate this murder. Injustice was done. I emphasize the word injustice. She doesn't oppose. She almost concedes. It was injustice. I walk past her. Slowly. And leaving her to her thoughts. I leave the home of Mr. Jenkins. I'm still pondering. Why did he come back? What was his Business. This was his home, yes. Probably his parents built this home. This is very common among migrants from Europe, that they built homes for themselves, and maybe in the future the, their children will inherit eventually some of their property, or even live there. But this is not true for Americans. You do not fly all the way from America to live in Turkey. Americans, in special, they are very prejudiced about other countries. Americans assume that they live in the most advanced Country on God's earth. So for an American, even the thought to spend the one's life or even a vacation abroad seems ridiculous. At least most of most Americans think that way. That it does not make any sense whatsoever. Waste away your life in a third world. Country where you do not have access to civilization whatsoever. So, why did he come back? Why did he come to Urdu in this city? Apparently, he was not here for vacation. It is winter. Mr. Jenkins as far as I assume, probably did not engage in ski skiings. He wasn't interested in winter tourism. He could have had it cheaper in the States, somewhere in Aspen, or in Europe, somewhere in Austria, in Swiss, or in the French Alps. So this is not the time for Vacation. I leave Mr. Jenkins' home. Still, I walk past the worn down stairs. People did not take care of this property. It almost seems dilapidated. I walk outside. Murat has been waiting for me. He tells me in a in different manner that we have someone who confessed. We have a witness. Yeah, what kind of witness? A woman who knew Mr. Jenkins. Or oh, did she? Yes. I get in the car and we drive to the police station. The police station is at odds. People gaze at me. The Turkish police is apparently uncomfortable having a foreigner among themselves. They look at me in contempt. I hear even whispers of some who say this is the American, this is the foreigner. And other three really thought, why do we need a foreigner? Why did you bring in a foreigner in this issue? So emotions run high in this police precinct. And I look at the police man They are mostly men. I can't make out a woman. And I see that some of them are wearing uniforms, police uniforms, which do not fit properly, like those in the supermarket. Some of them are too big, too baggy. Some of them running around in baggy, police, pantaloons, some of them are wearing shirts which are way too small. So where did these people get their uniforms from? Or is the Turkish police running low on money? Didn't they have enough money to buy decent uniforms? This is all dubious, to say the least. I have a clear view in the in, in, at the interrogation room. It is, you know, it fits the purpose. probably the person who sits in this interrogation room sees a big mirror like those you would see in the movies a mirror where you're supposed to see yourself, which has, in a way, another psychological effect. You should gaze at yourself. You should see yourself. You should look at yourself while you are lying or saying the truth, while you are supposed to do the right thing. And I see a blonde woman, She's tall. She is not beautiful. She rather is, I would say, not thin, she is not obese, rather a little bit chubby. And despite the fact that the rooms here in the police precinct seems to be heated. Well, she's wearing a jacket like she would be freezing. She looks steady, almost determined, committed to say the truth, to be a witness to whatsoever. I see Murat entering the interrogation room. Why does he has to make the interrogation pops up in my mind? But I listen to his questions. At first he asks her name. She says her name is Arzu. And that she is a member of the Leheb family. This is surprising again. Hmm? Because I still have the ID of Melis, the girl from the supermarket who was a member or who is a member of the Leheb Family as well, and here another coincidence. And I assume, because of the close resemblance of the woman in Mr. Jenkins' home's home with these two women, that the woman in Mr. Jenkins' home was a member of the Leheb family as well. So, why is the Leheb family involved in all this? Because this does not fit well. It all seems to be a robbery. It all seems to be for me that they. they that a gang or whatsoever tried to rob Mr. Jenkins, tried to take hold of all his possessions why is the lehab family involved in this because you know that the lehab family is in a way or another royalty they are privileged so no matter what who you are or no matter what qualifications they have either way they will get a job Everyone knows that they'll have family. They don't have to struggle through life. It is pretty much easy for them to accomplish anything, any degree in school or even get a job. So why would they be involved in this? Are they in dire need of money, apparently? Maybe they are, and I assume... Maybe some bad business venture. Maybe something went wrong. Maybe they invested wrongly. I think about all these scenarios which are are very common in the States. In the US there are many families who started out well off but then somehow could lose or had managed to lose all their possessions, some bad speculations on the stock market, or some crooked co- businesses they had taken part of and then they lost everything. Who knows? Maybe this happened here as well because this is no coincidence and it is pretty much clear clear for me that when the law Leheb family is involved in this the law of us try to look the other way people in a way or another condone some of these families transgressions because it is known known indeed that some of some family members are bad apples However, the interrogation starts. And she tells that she was raped. She does it in a composure where she's trying to be strong, where she is struggling with herself, hearing her own words. You feel that she is un. Comfortable telling that she was raped. It is not easy for rape victims to admit that they have been raped. Because this means that you have been a victim. This means that someone or some person have not only access to you, but possessed you. This is the hardest part of it. You were in their hands. And I see that she crosses her hands. This is protective. She doesn't want to say too much. This is embarrassing. A man, especially, you don't want to confess or admit that you have been raped Mm. to Other man and the big mirror in the interrogation room must, in a way, indicate that other people are listening as well. This is hard. And you can see her struggle. Murad asks, How long has this been going on? She says, For years. Now I get thoughtful. For years. I got a report from the American M. embassy. And in this report, Mr. Jenkins only came to Ordu, to Turkey, only a couple of times only a couple of times and yet and yet what is this all about then Murat asks who raped you she says mr jenkins she says his full name Murat asks are you sure yes and he has been raping you all these years Yes, again, I'm not sure what I should think about this. We have an American, an American who flew all the way from the U.S. to Turkey to rape this woman. And he came only a couple of times. Was it worth it? I mean, this may sound Cruel. This may sound even hideous to say these things, but couldn't he find someone to rape somewhere in the States? And he drove all the way. And he drove all the way to the US, to Turkey. Have you known him personally? Asks Murat. She says yes. And she is troubled. Troubled. Now her, her entire composure breaks down. She's close to tears. She has lost her, her steadiness. She has lost her determination. The word was a close one. Did you know him personally? Yes, she admits. And this word strikes her. And you see that she's bent over, hunched. She can't look at Murat. She can't look at the interrogator. This is very common. Some, Some people can't look other peoples in the eyes. Not only when they are lying, but as well as when they have to admit Something, something very intimate, and they are afraid that the interrogator could read it off their or read it from their eyes, would see it on their faces. So they rather hide or they want to hide their in, intimate feelings, their troubles, they can't admit it. Had you, did you have anything to do with the murder of Mr. Jenkins? The woman says no. Well, this was pretty much expected. But I am, I am thoughtful. Because I know you could see that she was, she is a victim of Abuse this is something you can pretty much see quite openly. But one thing does, does indeed bother me because there are f- three stages of abuse victims or how they deal with abuse. The first stage is Shock. The first stage mostly mostly emerges after the rape. A woman or any a person who was being raped or abused is initially in the beginning shocked. She or this person does not believe what happened to her. This is your world, your world was, was fine, everything was fine, you had a good time. This is mostly f- true for women who went out, who were in a bar, who had, who had a nice conversation or whatsoever, and then on the way home they were jumped and raped, so they can't really understand what happened. They are shocked. Their world turned upside down. They can't make sense of it. This is the first stage. And this stage is or well, lingers on in 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 short terms after the rape. It is it per um, for some it persists. Some are struggling to deal with this issue. Then the second stage is some sort of helplessness. You concede in a way that this thing happened to you, but you can't can't deal with it. This is because this, if, if the human mind is put into a situation, or into a struggle where he suffered a lot of agony or went through a lot of agony, then this scene or the cause of the agony always re-emerges in your memory. It haunts you, it haunts you through, your, through the days. This means especially victims of rape, they are reminded almost every hour, almost every minute on the fact that they had been raped, that they had been abused. So these people mostly are helpless. They can't switch it off. They can't deal with it. Helplessness, this agony. And the first and the third stage is either empathy. This means you. these people mostly give up, they can't help themselves, society can't help them, because no matter what what one tells them, they cannot change it. These memories, these thoughts, they are there, they can't be switched off, and they are from their, from their own a part of the identity of this victim. So this means some... Some of these victims grew grew apathetic. This means that they abandon society. They wanna rather live alone, detached, wanna be left alone. Don't care about social contacts anymore or even fear social contacts. They don't wanna be around other people anymore because it could happen again, because they could become victims again. Or, or some of these victims swear vengeance. They want to pay them back. They want to get to those people. They want to get to those perpetrators who abused them, who raped them. And, but, if... And it is apparent that this blonde woman was raped. But it is about, the issue is time. Even though she admits that Mr. Jenkins has has been raping her for a while. This is not consistent with his traveling behavior. And given that the woman here is in the third stage of how to deal with abuse, how to deal with rape, you can see this on this determination, on this struggle. That she's calm, she's not in shock anymore. She occasionally looks helpless, yes, but still she's committed, still she's determined, but she has notions of apathy. Her clothes are old, worn out moths moth-eaten. You can see they are moth-eaten. They are old. And you can see, which is very unusual in Turkey, that she doesn't use much makeup. She does not try to draw attention. These are all indications of apathy. And that she's some sort of sick she does not feel Double when Murat in gets her. Murat continues asking her whether she lives alone. She says yes. All by her, all by yourself. She says yes. thoughtful I get thoughtful because again she lives an, a pathetic life and if so- someone is a pathetic is a pathetic they mostly do not seek vengeance because they have given up on the hope and it, it does not make sense in that meaning. Meaning because if Mr. Jenkins as the foreigner, as the American, how he's been considered had really raped, why didn't they kill him previously? Because I remember how the police Reacted when I entered the police precinct. They looked at me as this foreigner. Why did you bring in a foreigner? So, if Mr. Jenkins had raped her in the past again, in the past and over a, a period of time, why didn't they get rid of him earlier? Why did they wait so long? And given that she is a member of the Leheb family, they are privileged. It's not easy. It is true. It is not easy for rape victims to come forward, but because she is a member of the Leheb family, it would have been easier for her to talk to someone, at least to a friend, to, a, to anyone else. And it is not usual for a member of the Leheb family who are already privileged to fall in apathy because this is not how you are brought up with. If you are already royalty and someone wronged you it is way more easier or the clash of being abused stands in gross difference to how you brought up because privileged people especially when they are some sort of royalty they know that they are privileged they are being brought up that they are different or sometimes better above all others. So this would not suit that a random guy and a foreigner, too, like Mr. Jenkins, would be able to rape a member of the Leheb family without getting the punishment. Something is odd here. and Murat asks her then indifferently, this is almost he was about to get up and only remembered the last question he was supposed to ask her which everyone would have asked immediately especially in the middle of an interrogation he would ask her Victim, why did you not speak up earlier? And her answer is, I couldn't. I was uh, afraid. And this answer appears genuine. She was uh, afraid of him, of Mr. Jenkins. And I'm thoughtful now. Maybe he was a violent man, but in order to be a foreigner here in Turkey and to be able to assert so much power in society, he must have had, well, connections. He must have known some people who could, when he's away abroad, assert power and dominance in his name? But was he connected? Maybe he was. Maybe he was one, a member of this fuck, who knows? But this it still leaves many questions unanswered and why now and it is mostly common that if victims of abuse or rape they do not want to go and they don't want to go and shoot someone in the face no they rather want to disarm the rapist they want to disarm the abuser so this would mean that rather, instead of shooting Mr. Jenkins in his face, they must have shot him in his genitalia. This is common and well known that victims of abuse, they want that they're, especially when they are committed, especially when they swore vengeance, they don't want to hide or conceal it. The face of an abuser, of a rape pest. No, they want the world to see him. So they would not harm his face. They would not distort his face. But rather would kill or kill this person in a way that would disarm him, would shoot him. In his genuine tellia. So what should you make of it? And I'm thoughtful. This interrogation hasn't cleared up anything. Murat comes to me. It is a clear thing he says he raped her and she admits it and she will speak in court sure so we got him we have to tell it to the americans and this thing can be closed i'm surprised that he wants this thing to be closed so early what's the rush I require well he says he's, he's uncomfortable there is a lot of press going on a lot of people ask questions this is not we are a close and small community we want we do not want that these things linger on too much and we want to bring this an end you know how people abroad report about about foreigners how they chide us what they will probably say about us so it would make sense that we were close it as soon as possible and now we have her witness report and this will this is enough to convict him yeah but he was shot in a supermarket and she admits that she has nothing to do with the murder yeah but she probably told it. She probably told her family that he raped her and then, and because of this, they took care of him. Yeah, but she admitted that she only talk, talked to you for the first time that she hadn't t- t- talked to anyone before. Murat, how weary wary. He looks at me sternly look look you and i are friends i know that in america things are are different i know i watch we went to school together and you seem to be poisoned by the American belief that everything would work out through the legal system and that everyone would come forward and confess and then everyone is fine and everyone goes home. But this is not how real life works. This is not how reality works. This is not what I experience every day in my work. You have no leverage whatsoever to pressure rape paste you can't do anything the only thing you can hope for is that the victim comes forward and incriminates the person who abused her that's all you can do and believe me continues it is for the best he was well known as someone who abused other people who pressured woman cornered woman we all know that we know we all know how Americans, Americans think about us about our girls they come over strut through this st- streets and assume they can do with us whatever they want. We know these stories. So it was pretty much clear that this Jenkins thought that too, that was the reason why he came all the way from the States here to Ordu in because he wanted to take advantage of our girls and he met just this Well, I don't respond Murat seems to have made his stance clear what he is saying to me is that here in Turkey, people take law and justice in their own hands, and that it was good that this person was shot. He adds, fleetingly and uncomfortably, when the American M. Besser, M ambassador comes I want you to back me up on on this can you do that old chap I don't respond I'm thoughtful